for me, looking at the data means putting the guys that are out with the animals every day in a place that they can succeed. You put good management with good genetics and uh, you can really see the, the results. Welcome to another episode of Clarity at Work, Building a Herd for Tomorrow from Zoetis. I'm your host, Tim Hamrich, and we'll be hearing real stories from real producers about how they're bringing their herds into the future with genomic testing. Data is just numbers. Until, that is, you do something with it. But what are those steps needed to interpret data and use this information to make strategic on-farm decisions? We speak with Mike Larson of Larson Acres to learn how he breaks down genomic data from Clarified Plus and sensory data from CalManager and how these two systems can work together to help improve productivity and profitability. We'll discover, as the data keeps changing, his approach keeps evolving. Speaking with Jared Krull from CalManager and Brian Kelroy from Select Sires, we'll learn about the exciting new strategic collaboration between Zoetis, Select Sires, and CalManager, and what it brings to dairies across America. So pull up a chair for another episode of Clarity at Work. Mike, let's let's start with you. Just give us a little bit about your background, like you would to a group for the first time. I'm uh, Mike Larson uh, with Larson Acres Dairy uh, in southern Wisconsin. Uh, we're near Evansville, about a half hour south of Madison. Uh, we milk about 2,800 cows. Uh, we farm about 5,500 acres. And uh, yeah, we've been longtime Zoetis uh, customers, uh, longtime Select Sires uh, customers, and more recently been working with Cow Manager. Awesome. And Brian, how about you? My name is Brian Kilroy. I am the Director of Consulting and Profit Strategies at Select Sires. I've been in, uh, at Select Sires for 10 years. Uh, started as an area sales manager and have done some different things throughout the years. Currently, I work with key accounts, really focusing on the profit side of the dairy, making sure we're making the right genetics decisions, the right genetic selections, go through a repro analysis, things like that. Also manage our consultants uh, through Cal Manager, do a lot of work with Cal Manager on dairies to make sure we're utilizing the data, interpreting the data correctly, and using that data to make the best decisions we can. Yeah, and you're in, in what town? Uh, DeForest. And I work out of our Wapon office. Great. And Jared? My name is Jared Kroll. I'm the technical sales manager here at Cal Manager. Been here for about a year. Uh, prior to that, I worked for Select Sires for about 10 years. I uh, started out in AI um, and then AI training and also consultation until uh, I started really working with activity systems. And that's how I got here at Cal Manager. Great. And where are you based out of, Jared? Uh, Shauna, Wisconsin. Awesome. All right, Mike. Uh, well, we'll take us back to the beginning of the story here. You know, before you got into this genomic testing stuff, uh, what ultimately led you uh, to Clarified Plus? Well, we uh, we expanded our dairy in uh, 2010. Um, we doubled our size. We went from uh, roughly 1,200 cows milking to around 24 between 24 and 2,500 cows now. And we did that uh, mostly by purchasing a lot of springing heifers in uh, 2019, early 2020. And once they started calving um, is about when uh, Clarified was approved for uh, the females. So we decided to start uh, testing the heifers born from the purchased heifers. Um, just to kind of see uh, what kind of quality we were dealing with. And we were surprised 
on how much variance there was on, on what uh, we were seeing um, from the different uh, females that we had. We realized that a heifer or a cow is not created equal. Uh, when we started looking at the data and it showed that there was a huge difference uh, in any trade, and let's just say combined uh, fat and protein. We've, uh, we sell uh, our milk to a cheese factory, so combined fat and protein is, is really where it's at for us. So, and this was even pre-clarified plus. So this was before the, the health traits. It came down to fat and protein for us. I mean, yes, some uh, daughter uh, uh, preg rate and some stillbirth data and whatnot, but we were just surprised on the difference between the top 25% and the bottom 25% on the heifers that we tested. So uh, that's the biggest reason why we started testing everything. And, uh, and we've really learned how to use that information. That's awesome. Sounds like you probably went through a lot of different operational changes based on growth. Uh, were there challenges and opportunities along the way? I would say some of the challenges was is learning how to use the the vast amount of data that uh, you can you can get from a report. And and I relied uh, heavily on uh, what I call my teammates, my teammates at Select Sires, my teammates at Zoetis, uh, to help format that data that we get that could be overwhelming if it's not put into a format that is uh, easy to understand. So I think the challenge was getting that vast amount of data into easy to use SOPs, if you will. And, and let's bring in, you know, one of those teammates, Brian, you know, you just heard the story from Mike's perspective, but when, when did you come into the picture and um, kind of talk about those early days of, of getting started working um, with Mike? Yeah, so I came into the picture in about 2015, and uh, Mike and I have been working together ever since. And since then, what we do is at every proof run, we sit down and we really we go through the bulls. He wants to make the best, best animals for the genetics in his herd, but Mike also put some bulls in AIs, sold some heifers that have been high ranking. So we really comb through the data. We start with the DWP dollar number and as an index of ranking, but I don't know, Mike, what do you say? Sometimes we might look at 30 bulls depending on, on the proof run. Just as a quick reminder, DWP is short for the Dairy Wellness Profit Index, a comprehensive animal selection index available through Clarified Plus, Zoetis' genomic testing. Might look at 30 bulls depending on, on the proof run and really kind of comb through them. We look at uh, combined fat and protein. We'll dig deeper into ZMAS, ZM lameness part of uh, Zoetis uh, wellness traits. Uh, this time we, we're going to look at calf pneumonia maybe a little harder and uh, we really kind of sort through the data also look at some type side of things we're not looking to make bigger animals but we're looking to make functionally correct cows so we'll look at things like rear leg side view and really kind of come through the data and we'll kind of bounce ideas back and forth figure out what the the best bulls fit that hurt for that time and move forward with that set of bulls for that time period and and brian talk more about kind of the breeding decisions and how this data kind of factors into to those decisions? Uh, what does that look like in practice? Yeah, so I'd say the, the breeding uh, decisions kind of go into, I'd say you could say a different part. So there's uh, a certain percent of the herd based off of the genetic data that, would, that Mike would pick to put in in embryos. And then there's a subset group uh, on the heifers, the ones that aren't being flushed, but they want to get offspring out of, they'll go to a sex semen group. And then as we, and I'd say minimal conventional semen is used on the heifers, but some here and there. Then when we get to the cows, uh, it's kind of the, the same philosophy. A certain subset will get embryos 
and it's really using that genomic data to strategically align with uh, the type of semen or embryo that gets put in that cow or heifer. And Mike, you know, having that ability to, to make those decisions based on your own data, um, how has that changed uh, sort of your calf program? Were you already doing some beef before and how has that kind of changed things for you? Uh no, we we were not. Um, we did not sell any heifers at all. Um, we we did not use any beef at all, um, and uh, we we used some sex semen, but not a lot. Um, now, because of clarified or and clarified plus, and really being confident and knowing which animals are going to be the most profitable for us has allowed us to make less heifers. We don't need to, to uh, try to get all the heifers we can from all of our cows. Uh, we can strategically get the heifers from the top tier. And, and then using beef semen is just economics for us. Well, let's bring Jared in here. He's he's patiently waiting for his turn. Um, uh, Jared, why don't you introduce us to Cow Manager? What is it and how does it kind of come into play with all of this? So Cow Manager is an ear tag. Um, it measures a few different things, uh, such as eating, rumination, uh, high activity, moderate activity, resting time, as well as ear temperature. Um, so the way that's used on the farm is it uh, collects a lot of data, uh, sends it back to a computer, where it's processed into alerts. And those alerts are sent to a web portal as well as uh, Android and Apple devices uh, where you can take action on those alerts. And how do you work with dairies like Mike's to implement Cow Manager? What, what does that support look like? So I haven't personally worked with Mike on Cow Manager side. Um, so there's a specialist down there that works with Mike. Um, so I kind of work with the specialists. Uh, make sure they have what they need. But if I were to be that specialist, what I would do is I would take care of the install, um, the original training. Uh, I would work with not only his employees, but also his advisors, such as the veterinarian, uh, the nutritionist, uh, make sure they're all on the same page and they get the training that they need. Um, they all can have their own logins where they can access that information and, and do what they need um, to make those changes on the dairy. Uh, because those alerts and that data is only uh, as good as the people using it. So if the people using it know what they're doing, uh, they're going to be able to take action on those things and see a return on investment for the producer. And Jared, are you able to sync this data in other platforms so the data can sort of be moved around to various places? So depending on which program we're working with, uh, we do um, say transfer data between like 40 different programs right now. Some of those are single way or one way interfaces. Others are two way interfaces that they use an API. Um, so all that information is available at your fingertips. And Mike, maybe tell us from your perspective that uh, when, when Cal Manager came up on your radar, what did you see in that that you thought, okay, uh, I know I already have a lot of data, but this is a data source that I really need to add to my operation. For me, it was a probably uh, equally divided between uh, fertility. We were heavy in the, the synchronization programs, um, but we did not uh, breed a lot of repeats uh, off of estrus. So our, our days between breedings was, was longer than what I, I, I would have liked. 
So I was uh, happy to incorporate that program so we can uh, find the repeats uh, sooner. We can get semen into them, get them pregnant sooner before we pregnancy check them. And then the, the other component is the the nutritional, the, the, the sick cows, the, the rumination aspect of it, finding animals that maybe are not feeling well that can be intervened quickly, oftentimes before you even see it on their milk production or maybe on non-lactating uh, dry cows or transition cows, uh, finding cows that uh, are not feeling well prior than oftentimes you could even tell by the human eye. Mike, did you ever dream that you would have this amount of, of data on, on each of your cows? Uh, no, uh, not at all. Uh, I remember the day that we started getting daily milk weights and oh my goodness, how are we going to use all these numbers that we get every single day? And, uh, and now I cannot imagine living without it. And it's the same way with all this data. I mean, the, the more data you have, the more information you have, it, it just makes sense that you're, if you utilize it correctly, you're, you're going to make better decision. Uh, sometimes the challenge is getting all the data from different sites, whether it be uh, cow manager, dairy manager, dairy comp, uh, feed watch, uh, Holstein Association, uh, light. Uh, we have all these areas of data. How, how do we get everything together so the people side by side working with the cow can use that information um, in their day-to-day -day activity? Well, I actually think that's a great segue to talk about the recent partnership between Zoetis, Select Sires, and Cow Manager. The three companies are working together to integrate genomic tools and sensory data. You're all here together in one room. You're teaming up and collaborating. So what's possible when we bring these powerful tools together and how does this benefit dairy producers? Uh, Brian, if we could start with you. Yeah, the nice thing about Cow Manager and genomic testing, we're talking about tons and tons of data, right? So it, it really comes down to how we utilize that data, but there's there's really a, a lot of potential when you when you can incorporate them together. And to me, the biggest thing is, you know, the, the with cow manager, you have all these alerts from pretty much when they're dry to after they calve. So we can really see that animal all the way through her cycle. We can see her health events. We can see how she's doing. We can see if she's cycling normally, if she's not. And then we can incorporate that back on our end. Uh, on top of genomics to also just make even that precision breeding a little more precise so we can really elevate conception rates and genomic testing together to the next level. So I think uh, we're really excited to see the data and, and see how we can do and as we build this relationship, learn more from it and take even more to our producers. And Jared, turning to you, uh, could you talk more about the sensory health data side of things and how a system like Cow Manager can bring that much more value to a dairy operation? So we like to say each dairy is a little bit different, and I think that's industry-wide, um, but there's some that really, really use the system. Um, so I've seen, you know, as far as the fertility side, um, where some have maintained their current breeding strategy and then just adding in the repeat breedings. I've seen others that have gone cold turkey, um, got rid of their timed AI protocols and things like that, but that's just on the fertility side. So on the health side is completely different. I think the health side is probably even more important than the fertility side where we're catching those animals. So um, as far as different protocols and things like that, um, we see a lot less um, 
drugs being used um, with milk withholds, um, where we're able to identify those animals that much quicker and treating them with, say, probiotics or something like that, where uh, we can get them back on feed without having to um, throw any milk away. Uh, which I think is huge. So many times I'll go on a dairy and they'll be like, you know, this cow came up and, you know, we walked out there and she didn't look sick. She was eating. Um, so, you know, we just left her. And then, you know, next day, turns out we walk out there, here she's got a DA. As they start to trust the system, you know, and they start taking that for granted where that cow starts showing up and we know she's sick. We, she's sick with something. We're not 100% sure what it is, but they start taking action right away. Um, where that cow, um, instead of getting really sick, where it takes a while to recover, um, she's able to bounce back, get back on feed, make more milk. And that's where we save money and make money at all, all at the same time. And Brian, I know you said that you work with the cow manager system a lot with producers. Anything to add here? You know, I think uh, when you when you first get it and herds kind of are overwhelmed sometimes with the health events because the system really does catch those cows early before they show visual signs of, of any kind of sickness or anything like that. So once they, they see and trust the system uh, on the fertility side and then they, on the activity side, it's, you know, Mike had mentioned before that, you know, it was for the repeats. You know, we have some dairies that can get as high as 45% uh, catching animals that don't conceive off of the first service into the second part onto the cow manager system. And as they, people see this come together, then I think, you know, the system validates itself. And then the dairy can really take it to the, that next level that we talked about earlier, you know, making even some more precise breeding decisions based off of then genetics and what they see on the system and really kind of meld those two programs and, uh, together. Right. Uh, and Jared, related question to that. And then Brian, I'm going to ask you the same one. So early heads up, um, you know, have you noticed any commonalities of the type of dairies? Cause you, like you, you mentioned earlier, every dairy is different. The ones that really take to this versus the ones that, you know, I, I don't want to say it's not a right fit for, but it just doesn't, it, it doesn't get maximized as much. So when we first rolled into this deal, you know, say five, 10 years ago, we didn't know what our herd size would look like, you know, that would maximize this system. And I think today we still see that same thing because we have herds with less than 100 cows all the way up to 10,000 cows or even greater. Each of them uses it a little bit different. Um, so say we got the guy that's 300 cows, does everything by himself. Um, so this takes the place of a herd manager. Um, then we have Mike with a couple thousand cows where there's multiple users. Um, but as far as return on investment, I think it's infinite, you know, depending on which herd size. It's a huge variety of people that use this system. Yeah, and I would just kind of echo what Jared said. You know, the, the the neat thing about cow managers, there's there's uh, different ways or different reasons people might buy the system initially. Some might might purchase it really wanting the activity because they want to use less uh, drugs to get their animals to, to breed, you know, show natural heats, find the natural heats. Others might start with the health events, really want to focus on catching those sick cows early. And uh, once they get the data together, they usually can't live without either of the of the the modules because they like them both so much that is only going to become more and more important as we go into the future uh the data is great and like jared said too the the amount that this can save you on labor um, really helps the system uh as far as people when they look at it they just can't believe you know we don't have to walk cows anymore we don't have to tail chalk we don't have to go out and individually check each pen and and uh, i think it's really exciting and as long as you're using the data you the opportunities are really endless and Mike, let, let's talk about the day-to-day -day of this. You know, what does this look like from a, for, 
you know, from your standpoint, uh, as far as, you know, your management of really being kind of a data-driven producer, uh, what, what's that look like day-to-day for you? For me, looking at the data means putting the guys that are out with the animals every day in a place that they can succeed. Uh, we have our, our, our KPIs and we have our meetings and we talk about the percentage of animals in the hospital pen, or we talk about the number of animals that uh, are over X amount of days that aren't pregnant yet, or the amount of, of stillborn calves, or any of these criteria that dairymen talk about, you put good management with good genetics, and uh, you can really see the, the results. And also giving good data to good managers makes your job even easier. Uh, you you got a, you get a text on your phone at noon saying, this cow is critically ill. Her rumination is for the last three or four hours is, is much lower than it needs to be. How cool is that? That herdsman goes, look looks at that cow and, oh yeah, she is ill. Um, that is, that is like pretty cool. I mean, that's, we take better care of our, of our our cows and our animals than we do our our our, our kids sometimes uh uh so it's it's really awesome to, to get all this uh all these uh data points all this uh genetics and and technology uh working together well, i'm glad you don't have an ear tag on your kids mike <laughs> not yet <laughs> so what should a producer know who's just starting out on this journey to implement a data strategy i mean you would call this a data strategy right yeah i i would call it data strategy people will call me or i, I see them at a meeting and they say what do you think about genomic testing or what do you think about cow manager and i i tell them that uh, if you're going to uh, invest the money in any sort of technology to get more information you better use it. Otherwise, it's a waste of money. So if, if you have all this fancy stuff, but you don't use it, that's, that's not good. So, so then if you're going to spend the money, you want it, you got, want to get return on investment. You want to be able to figure out how do you use this information? Whether, how do you find this sick cow quicker? Uh, what do you do once you do find her? Uh, when do you put semen in this cow? Uh, which cows should be sold or, or bred to sex semen or get an embryo or be a donor? All these decisions should be driven by data. This might sound daunting to somebody who hasn't taken the first step to really leveraging more of their data. Like, boy, I I work crazy hours as it is. Uh, I don't think I have time to, you know, really learn these new tools, collect all this data and, and get it in the right place and then, uh, you know, kind of manage it. You know, what, what, what do you tell somebody like that? I would tell them to rely and, and align yourself with good partners. Uh, there's allied industry people that are here for us. Uh, you know, and, and you can adapt it uh, and incorporate it as slowly or swiftly as you need to. Um, and you don't have to do everything the first month or even the first year a nutritionist, uh, an AI representative, a pharmaceutical company. I mean, there's there's allied teammates out there that are there for us that can take some of the weight off the dairyman who is already 
too busy, right? And uh, you can walk as as fast through this stuff as you as you want to. Start off slow because uh, if you get overwhelmed and fed up, you quit and and it's not good. So you don't have to think that you need to do it all the first week. Yeah, no, I, I love that. Yeah, start start where you are with what you got and, and leverage those partners. Uh, Brian, on, on the flip side of that, this isn't like a set it and forget it type of thing, right? I mean, this needs to be sort of constantly reviewed. And what does that look like uh, from your standpoint as you work with producers on this? Yeah, so um, kind of like Mike said, when we, when we train, uh, when we install a system and start working with, uh, first we identify the key members of the dairy that we need to we need to start training. Like Mike said, we don't start with, okay, we're going to train everyone that's going to use the system at one time. We start slow, usually pick uh, the activity side or the health side and kind of go from there. You know, so if you start with the activity first, a lot of times we'll we'll incorporate the people that are going to be involved in the breeding uh, on the herd. You know, the health events, we'll want to talk to the the owners, the herd people, you know, and and kind of start training them up on on each individual you know, data point they're looking at. Then as, as the training process goes further, we go more in depth, you know, then we kind of take that training step to the next level and just kind of incorporate into all the key members of the herd. On that point, Mike, how did, how did your team uh, take to this as far as, you know, becoming sort of like data ingrained into their day-to-day jobs? Partially because we worked with Brian and his crew uh, uh, with the cow manager portion of it, we we followed those recommendations almost to a T. We we started off slow and we tailored the couple people, couple leaders, to be the champion of, of that group, and that that really worked well. Uh, we we let them make decisions. We let them use that information and and figure out like for fertility, which animals get bred at what time. And and looking with the team that Brian helped set up, you know, we have one individual that just took that, he championed it, and he's proud of the reproductive uh, uh, strides we have made since that. And and the same thing, uh, like maybe a a month later, I think maybe, Brian, after we really uh, looked at fertility, then we really started looking at the rumination and and uh, the activity and, and some of that for the the sickness end of things. Um, and again, it, it it may be a couple different people that's more in charge than that, and they're they're super excited because they feel like they were involved in in, in it. it. It just wasn't top down management here. Do it this way. We we think it's important to uh, get input from the people that are out there doing the work and uh, start slow and and let them have the ability to champion uh, their the aspect of their job. Great. Uh, and Jared, you know, on the account manager side, what's that what's that onboarding and ongoing support kind of look like? Uh, so if if it's feeling kind of daunting to someone listening right now, um, you can kind of let them know what to expect. So <clears throat> there is a huge um I guess surrounding of people that can help you with cow manager. So first floor level would be your specialist, you know, somebody like Brian or some of his coworkers um, that are there uh, nearby um, where they can stop on farm and do that training like we discussed. Um, Next level um, would be uh, somebody like me uh, where we can answer most of the difficult questions. Um, But there's also 24 hour support. And honestly, there's not a whole lot of 
problems or questions or things like that. Um, it's pretty simple. Um, and, you know, like if we take it way down to the floor level, I'll install a system and I'll be like, hey, I'll be back in a week. Because a lot of times I come back and those people have taken it upon themselves where they learn a lot of that stuff on their own. It's very, very self-explanatory where they can pull it up on their phone start looking at the graphs, um, interpret them in their own manner. Um, so a lot of it is done on their own, but you know, then they're surrounded by everybody else. We even have like a Facebook page where uh, it's just cow manager owners. So like they can bounce ideas off each other. Fantastic. Uh, and Mike, you said something earlier that I love, which is, which is KPI, you know, key performance indicators that you're watching to making sure that the day-to-day is on track to your overall goals. And I guess I want to ask you about the goals specifically. You know, you've, you've doubled your operation. You know what that's like. Uh, is that is that the goal again? Or what is the goal with all of this uh, for you, the overarching goal you're striving towards? Our goal is to do better with what we have. Uh, we don't have any immediate plans to get bigger. So that means getting more with what we have. And, and because of the, the genomic end of things, our niche market is, is like Brian mentioned earlier, is, is the genetics end of things. It's selling embryos, selling uh, some bulls, selling heifers. Using, using the data that we have, we've been able to increase the genetic value of our herd. Um, and, and that maybe is, will, will keep us profitable without milking more cows right away. Well, that's really exciting. So I'm going to give each of you a chance here to close the episode out with a few final thoughts. I sometimes call it your TED Talk, right? If you could give a little mini TED Talk to the audience we're speaking to here today, what would your take-home message be? And Brian, we'll start with you, then head to Mike and end with Jared. Yeah, my big take-home message would be really on the genetic side of things to make sure that your herd has a breeding strategy and that you revisit that strategy probably once a year, just to make sure that the, the goals in line uh, for the breeding side of thing align with the goals for the dairy in the future. You know, the great thing about genomic data is we can make a, a lot of really strategic genomic ge- decisions to make that generation uh, that much higher that quickly. And then really incorporating genomics and cow manager together can just help your your dairy be that much more sustainable and profitable down the road. Great. And, and Mike, you're going to get a chance for some closing comments here. My take-home message is to align yourself with a, a, a team uh, uh, within your dairy and then team members from from the uh, outside world, meeting select sires or Zoetis or, or whoever you feel comfortable with, you have that connection with, uh, rely on them to, to help you out. The second thing is if you're going to invest in technologies that give you data, have a plan to use it. And uh, these experts can help you develop a plan. And my number three message is, in my opinion, uh, like Brian said earlier, revisit your plan, uh, whether it be uh, your fertility plan or your plan on how you use genomics. Uh, Set a plan, stick with it, but revisit it and tweak. Jared, it's, it's your chance to, to hop up on the soapbox, your, your TED Talk moment. All right, so we talk about a lot of tools that we have um, and a lot of those tools we discussed today. Um, so normally we only have a toolbox that's so big, so we have to select the right tools for that toolbox. Um, 
So I was once told if it's foreseeable, it's preventable. And one thing that we covered a little bit, maybe not enough, is wellness. Uh, so if we talk about the three companies uh, that we're working with here, um, you know, as well as Mike, um, a lot of that focus is wellness. So um, if we look at Zoetis, they have Dairy Wellness Profit, which is based on a lot of wellness traits. Um, Select Sires, they want to make um, bulls that produce daughters that have uh, are maybe uh, less susceptible to illness. Um, Mike, he wants a healthy cow, right? So he uses Cow Manager to make sure that those cows are healthy. And hopefully with Cow Manager, um, we can detect which cows are more healthy. And maybe all three companies can work together uh, to not only pick better cows, pick better sires, um, detect illness a little bit quicker. And, and Mike can reap the rewards of that by having healthy cows if we all work together um, and take all those data points, put them together and figure out which sires are just a little bit more susceptible to having healthier daughters, if that makes sense. Yep, that makes all the sense in the world. Thank you so much. This has really been a great conversation. That's our episode for today. I'm Tim Hamrich, and thank you for listening to Clarity at Work, Building a Herd for Tomorrow, where real producers are telling the real stories of genomic testing. Be sure to listen to more episodes of Clarity at Work to get even more insights about how Clarified Plus is helping operations make their move towards the future. Remember to subscribe to Clarity at Work so you don't miss a single episode.